judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Yeah. Amen. You can read from a different version, Miss Caroline, but let's look at what Shanice's version has to say. Amen. Matthew 23, 23. Woe to you, self-righteous, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you give a tenth tithe of your mint and dill and cumin, focusing in minor on minor matters and have neglected the waiter more important moral and spiritual provision of the law justice and mercy and faithfulness but these are the primary things you owe things you ought to have done without neglecting the others so you see Right there, Jesus said, there are minor and there are major. Titan is a minor aspect of the law. Faith is a major. There are minor and there are major. But Jesus said, each, you, you cannot say, I am doing this one and leave, neglect the other one. You must learn to bo- do both together. This ye ought to do and not to leave the other and done it's what the king james says miss caroline what is your new version what does it say i went to the message um i did um king james first but i went to the message and it says matthews 23 23 you're hopeless let me see you're hopeless you religion you keep meticulous account books, tithing on every nickel and dime you get. But on the meat of the God's law, things like fairness and compassion and commitment, the absolute basics, you carelessly take it or leave it. Amen. Wow. Try another version. Um, let me see. How about the um, ESV? Yeah, uh, English Standard Version. Okay. And it states, Woe to you, when I go to Matthew 23, 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Amen. So, whilst you are fulfilling this particular aspect, you need to work on this other aspect too. Whilst you are dealing with plan B, don't neglect plan A as if it is not important. That is also important. In fact, plan B is more important than plan A, but you must fulfill both of them. Amen. So, you can develop yourself. So, I, I can show you one of the serious things Jesus was upset with. Okay, Shanice, go ahead. 
So when you say that, are you saying like, for example, like your job is important, well, God is important and also your job, but but God is more important than your job in a way, like, like using that as an example? Yes. Because God is very, well, both of them is important, but God is more important than your job. Yes, it is like that. Your God is important. Your job is important. But the two of them, God is far more important than your job. And God is not against working. Remember when he created human beings, he said, I've given you the land, work on it. So God is not against working. But when, that, when you place more value on the work than God, then you are making a mistake. The work has its place. And God has its place. But sometimes you can find yourself in a situation where you have to choose between God and your work. And you must be willing to choose God. Or you must be willing to make a certain level of sacrifice because that's the, that's the most important one. You know, I was working. It was important. And I was serving God at the same time as a pastor. But God told me, at a point he told me, leave the work. Leave the teaching you are teaching and focus on the ministry. I, I could have asked, how am I going to eat? How am I going to eat and all that? Because I've struggled all my life and I've just gotten a job. And the Lord said, I'll take care of you. So I believed in God and I left it. And God has brought me this far. But I think that the reason why I was probably able to do it, one of the reasons is because I was single. But now, I am a married man. So if I have to take such a step again, <laughs> there are certain things I must put in place. Certain considerations. You understand? Okay. Well, it is I, the Lord, is asking to come into full-time industry, and maybe not my wife and my children. So if I have to establish a business for her, so that whilst I am focusing on God, she can be doing that, that, that is fine. Because I cannot neglect. I, the Bible says, if I cannot take care of my household, I cannot take care of the things of God. So... I should be able to have a disciplined home, a home that is well taken care of, a home that is well fed. At the same time, I should not be failing in my Christian duties. Amen. Yeah. So, we cannot place more emphasis on some things than the other ones. I know there are certain Christians who value their jobs more than even reading the Bible. Just reading the Bible. They say, oh, I don't have time. They value their jobs more than that. There are people who not will not be willing to lose $20 or $17 for the sake of the kingdom of God. And that's a shame. Amen. May God help all of us to become holy. Amen.
I'm going to give the last one. Then I'll close here. We'll continue to uh, not tomorrow, right? Is it tomorrow? Let's see. Today is Saturday. Okay. Um, Miss Caroline. For your sake, tomorrow we'll have Bible studies, okay? Thank you, Pastor. I feel led to do this. So tomorrow we'll come back and continue. Thank you. Amen. But the last one... You are so thankful. Amen. God bless you. But the last one I want to talk about is that to become a strong Christian is to become mature mature and it has its place and its role it plays maturity is important in god in god you can be mature in other things but if you are not mature in god forget it You see, I can be a little bit childish maybe in some other areas. It's because I have not developed myself there. When I develop myself in that area, I will be mature. To do things a bit different. You understand? It doesn't mean that I should also not mature, try to develop myself there. For instance, human relations... I should be able to develop myself in how to relate with people. Amen. So maturity is important. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 is the scripture for maturity. Are you writing it down? My wife, are you there? Do you, do you want to read it for us? I mean, if you're in a position, you can Ephesians 4.14 I am here, yeah Okay, thank you Four and fourteen. Yes. Okay. in the faith we won't be like ships tossed around by the waves we won't be blown here and there by every new teaching we won't be blown around by cleverness and tricks certain people use them to hide their evil plans wow miss caroline I have the uh, 
King James myself. Um, and Ephesians 4 verse 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Amen. So you see right there that deception takes place as a result of immaturity. When every teaching moves you away, you have no idea the intentions of the heart of a person who claims to be a man of God. And they can be clever. That's why even familiar spirits are dangerous because their, their, their intention you know, is to eventually lure you away from God. But they start on a good note. They can prophesy accurately, give you accurate details. You see, Satan, when he met Jesus, he, he showed Jesus the world and said, I'll give it to you. But his intention was different. The devil's intention was different. So the fact that he is willing to give you good things doesn't mean he has good intention. And it will only take maturity to descend that this one and that's why and you see God has given a prophecy that in the last days a lot of such folks will come people who are going to deceive by all kinds of teachings all kinds of teachings so I don't just follow people men of God in fact from what I have seen from my bishop, ah, for more than 10 years, if I, if I should count the number of visiting ministers that I've seen preaching in his pulpit, they'll even be up to three. He doesn't just invite anybody. Well, out of experience, he's matured. He used to invite people. By the time you invite the prophet and the prophet will leave, the prophet has taken away his church members. He will, the prophet will prophesy people and tell them, the Lord said you should leave this man of God and come and join my ministry. And they will tell you accurate things. He, he, he was forced to mature. So for 10 years, you will not even see even two people as guest ministers. But you see, those of us that are not coming up, we are just here and there. Okay, let me invite this person. Let me invite this person. Let me invite this person. It's unfortunate. I've seen so much and I've learned so much. Sometimes when I look at certain things, I just keep quiet and I let it slide. But... If I have to, ever have to bring someone, it's someone I trust and I know that this is a good source. And that one, it will even take quite a while. So, the Bible is saying we should not be children who are just tossed about with 
every kind of teaching. It's children that are deceived. You buy candy, they will follow you. Oh, buy candy for a child right now, he will follow you. Deception. One of the great things that are taking place in the Christian circle is deception because people are failed to become matured. So we should not be carried away by every wind of doctrine. Hallelujah. This is the word of the Lord. May God bless you. If you have a question you can please ask. If not, we've brought the Bible studies to a close for today. I appreciate your time, Pastor. Um, it's after 12. I'm about to go. Got to get some rest. Yes.